Bold people pray boldly. Bold people come boldly before the throne. Amen. Let's just go to that verse. That'll be a good one to start with. Amen. Go to that. Uh, I'll tell you what, start in Hebrews 4.14. Start in 14. It's not just being bold. It's why can you be bold. Amen. It's, it's why can you be bold. And one of the reasons that we can be bold is that we have a, high, a great high priest. Hebrews 4.14. Hebrews 4.14. We have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession, seeing then that we have this great high priest that has passed into the heavens. He's seated at the right hand of God. Let us hold fast to our profession. What are we doing? We're holding tight. We're boldly grabbing hold of our, of our profession. Our profession is our, our profession of faith in Jesus Christ, not just in who he was, in who he made us to be. And, and, and when, when your faith is in who he made us to be, then you begin praying at a different level because you're not praying as you anymore. You're praying as a child of God. You're praying as somebody that can, that can, that's holding on to their profession of faith in their high priest, their intercessor, their, their bridge, their, their mediator, between them and God, their way to the Father. Amen? And if you're, if you're counting on your way to the Father, then, then you're boldly going before the throne. How are you doing it? You're stepping across the Jesus bridge. Amen? You got the blood of Jesus, and, and you've been cleansed from all unrighteousness, and you don't have any sin, and now you can come right up to the Father because you're a child. And you can come right up to the Father, and you can begin to ask you can begin to seek you can begin to find you can begin to get answers to questions that you had no idea amen why because you can now come boldly there you're not coming groveling like somebody that doesn't deserve to be there that's why prayer gets gets no answers right we got people that don't feel like they can go to god well nobody should feel like they can go to god because it's not a feeling right it was an act of Jesus Christ to, to die on a cross, to be, to be raised from the dead, and to be seated at the right hand of the Father. And by this act, we have been made righteous who believe on the name of the Son of God. Amen? And as we believe on that name, we have access. Look at, look at Ephesians. Ephesians 3, 11. God was looking to get us to him. When, when we lost that ability, he was looking for a way to get us back to him. And he wasn't looking to get back damaged goods. He fixed us and then brought us back. Amen? He, we're not damaged goods. We're born again. Right? We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not full of sin. We're not, we're, we're not unworthy. We're, we are made worthy by the blood of Jesus. And, and until... We walk in that, walk in that knowledge of how much God loved you that he gave his son for you. Walk in that knowledge of this love that's in you that you can pour out. And so now you have access because the two loves meet, right? The, the, the love of God that saved you and he put in you now makes your desire for him. And so those two loves meet. 
right? His love was first, and now we can love him, right? We love him, or we come to him now because he first loved us. So we, we bring that love to where he is, amen? And we come boldly before him knowing that we are okay to be there. Not only are we okay to be there, he wants us there, right? It's not like you're in a room where, where you're sitting back in a corner and, and everybody else is standing there having a good time and you feel like, no way am I supposed to be here. You're right in the middle of it. Why? Because you're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be a part. He's made us a part through Jesus Christ. It says, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness. Boldness. Boldness means I know I'm supposed to be here. I know I can eat from the table. I know I can get answers from the Father. I know that he loves me. I know that he, de- he desired that access. He's the one that wanted the access. Boldness and access. Not just access, access with confidence. You don't just walk in, you walk in like you belong. Glory to God. When, he's, when you go boldly before the throne, you walk right in like you belong there. If your dad, well, I'll put it this way. If my dad called me and said, hey, son, come over to the house. I would not knock on the door. I wouldn't say, Dad, I, I just don't know if I'm worthy to come see you. You know, I hadn't been that great. I hadn't come seen you this month. That's not a very good son at all. And he'd, he'd say, well, really, you're stupid. You're a fine son. You're just a little dense right now. But if I, when I go to his house, I walk in. I've got the code to the garage. I know where the refrigerator is. Uh, if, there's, if there's something in there I want, I go get it. Why? Because that's my dad. And I go boldly into his house like I'm his son. I, I don't wait to see what he thinks about me. I know what he thinks about me. He loves me. He, he cares about me. He wants me to have everything that he has. And if he, has, if he doesn't have something that I need, he'll go out and get it. Amen? God has everything we need, and he's just waiting for us to access it with boldness. Amen? And by faith, we can access these things with boldness, but we have to be bold. Faith has to be bold. When we pray, we have to stand. We have to persevere. We have to be unwilling to quit. Amen? We, we can't look a day later and say, why didn't that happen? An hour later, why didn't that happen? Wonder, I prayed for healing my leg and it still hurts. Quit, we, that's not faith. That's not boldness. You know, it, boldness would be, I prayed, it's going to quit. Amen? I, and, you know, after last Friday, I, th- I think it was Wednesday, I was sitting in my office and, and my back was hurting, down, clear down my leg. And, and I thought, well, I'm just going to take some Advil. I thought, no, I'm not. And, and don't get me wrong, I take an Advil. But right then I said, no, we've been talking about praying and trusting God. And, and staying in faith and standing on And you know what? The minute I said that's what I'm going to do and I prayed and, and I claimed my healing because it's in the book. I don't have to wonder if it's his will. It is his will. And I began to stand. Amen? And my back still hurt. And I'm so I'm like, no, I've got to stay. You know, I've got prayer Wednesday night, so I'm looking at different things. And, 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 I'm, and every now and then I'm like, my back hurt. You know, I'm like, I'm not talking about that. I'm getting back in here. 
And you know, it wasn't an hour I'm sitting there studying, I'm thinking, ah, my back doesn't hurt. And it didn't hurt. And, and that, that's a real easy way. And I understand there's people doing bigger, you'd think they're bigger anyway, but they're not. God can heal a backache just like he could heal cancer. He could heal somebody from a stroke. He could heal somebody, he could make a new leg just as easy as he could do any of that. But he's going to do it according to our faith. Amen? And as we talk about prayer, as we teach about prayer, as we learn more about prayer together, we should have more of these things happening in our lives. We, we, should, be un, we should come to an unwilling point to where we say, no, the Word of God says this, and this is, this is what I'm going to stand on. And, and if, if you believe, it will begin to get better. Amen? Now, don't get me wrong. If it doesn't start getting better... I'm not going to say whether you believe or not. You need to decide for yourself. Amen? But you need to look at where you're at if it don't start getting better. Amen? Maybe your faith needs a little help. God's merciful. He'll meet you right where you are, and he'll get you, he'll get you just to where he wants you. Right? And, and so don't, don't be full of spiritual pride. You know, some people, some people confuse faith with spiritual pride, and, and they say, you know, I didn't go to people and tell them, you know, my back's hurting, but I'm not going to give in. Right? You know what? The doctor said this, but I don't care. If you really don't care, you don't need to tell anybody else. Right? If you're really in faith, you don't need to tell anybody else you're in faith. Right? Nobody came to Jesus and said, I'm in faith, I want this. Right? No, they didn't. that's not how you got things. Jesus said they, said, they said what they wanted, and then Jesus said, be it unto you according to your faith. And so according to their faith, they received. And then it told what they received, which made you know where their faith was. What you received is where your faith was. Now, sometimes we don't like to think about that, because sometimes it's, our faith is not where we want it. If it's not, let's get in the Word. Let's, let, what, how's faith come? By hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Just like when we're talking about prayer, we're getting more faith in prayer. Amen? More faith in what God says about prayer. We're feeding on the word concerning prayer, and we're coming up in the area of prayer. And where were we? Ephesians 3? Yeah, uh, 3.12. In whom we have boldness. Boldness means freedom. One of the best words for it is freedom. In other words, you're free to access with faith, by, with confidence, by faith, of Jesus Christ. Him. Jesus Christ our Lord. Him is the understand, understood subject of the verse before. Christ Jesus our Lord. Right? The other names for Him is Redeemer, Savior, Healer, Deliverer, Word of God. So, Let's read it like this. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence, confidence by faith in the word of God. Right? Or we have confidence by faith in the healer. Huh? In other words, this, this is where our confidence comes from. What do you need confidence in right now? Right? It says in his word that he'll provide for you. So he's your provider. And you can boldly access with confidence by faith in him as your provider. 
But, but these are the things that we have to come boldly and, and, and grab hold of. This is why when you're asking, you, you ask with the intent of reception. Right? If, you say, if, I, if somebody had a ball in their hand and I said, throw me the ball, and then I went like this, I can get ready to get hit in the head. Right? But I, if I ask them to throw me the ball, the next thing I should do is put my hands out because I'm getting ready to receive. Amen? And, and as they throw the ball, I receive. If I'm seeking, then I'm looking. I'm, I'm going someplace. I'm not sitting in a chair. I'm not just, but I'm, if I'm seeking from God, I'm looking at His Word. I'm, 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 I'm not saying, why, why, why don't I have it? You're seeking like you're going to find it. Right? You're not seeking like you may never find it. You're seeking with the intent of finding it. That's the God kind of seeking. The world's kind of seeking is kind of like what I do a lot of times. I, I look around, I'm like, I don't see it. Or I go to the refrigerator. Kim says, will you get this out of the refrigerator? I go and I open the door. It's not in there. She goes over, here it is. Well, I wasn't seeking to find it. Right? I wanted somebody else to do it for me, and she did. She just spoils me. And I know I'm her trophy husband, but my goodness. <laughs> but when we're seeking, we want to find these things. We, and we're seeking answers in prayer. It's not time to quit when you don't see the answer. It's time to seek. It's time to keep looking because it's there. And until you found it, you're not done seeking. Right? When you find it, that's when you're done seeking. When it's in your hands, that's when you're done receiving. That, right? When the door's open, that's when you're done knocking. Right? And, and this is how prayer works. It's not a one-time thing. It's not where you just say, you might pray and receive and say, I receive it, and then you begin to give God thanks, which is still communion with God. It's still prayer. Right? He says, supplications, all kinds of prayers, supplications, intercessions, thanksgiving. It's all kinds of prayer. Amen? And, and so we don't quit seeking Him. We don't quit looking for it to happen. We have an expectation. We have boldly come. We've boldly accessed the throne of God. Now let's boldly get what we came to get. and Because and, He wanted us to have it. He's the one that gave you access. Look at Isaiah. Isaiah 43. Verse 25. Isaiah 43, verse 25. says, I, even I, am he that blotteth out the transgressions for your sakes and will remember your sins. Well, that's not what it says. Why did he blot out my transgressions? For his sake. Why? He wanted to, he wanted to hang out with you. He wanted you to have access to him. And the only way he could do that is blot out your sins. He's, he he blot and, and then he refuses to remember them. Why? Because he always wants access to you. He wants you to have access to him and he wants access to you. He's a father. He's a good father. And he wants a relationship with his children. He wants them to have his wisdom. He wants them to have his revelation. He wants them to be well. And everything that he has, he's given us as an inheritance through Jesus Christ. It's an inheritance. Healing is our inheritance. Right? And, you, and we can have it right now. Why? Because 
Jesus died. And then he rose again. But we have the inheritance. Amen? And he wants us to have it now. But we access so much of this by prayer. And, and we're not accessing God through prayer. We're, we're praying, but we're not accessing God. We're not coming before the throne. We're not being bold. We're not being unwilling to have the answer. You literally, there's times where you got to say, no, that's not the answer. I'm still waiting on it. Right? And, and then some people say, well, he probably said no. That's why you don't got it. No, that's not the answer. You had a scripture, right? What, what have we learned about prayer? First, first, thing, first thing, you pray in the name of Jesus to the Father in the name of Jesus, right? Everybody believe that? It's in the book of John, right? You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. You've got to have a scripture. You need something that promises that. And, and there's a promise for anything that you could ever need on this earth. There's no thing, there's no thing, no thing, nothing in this that, that God missed. He didn't miss one thing. You'll not come to something that's not in the Bible. There's an answer there. there there's a scripture. There, there's a place to stand. There's always a place to stand. And the word is where we stand. Amen? And, and so we do those things, and then, then we refuse to quit. That, that, that's, that, you can't, you have to say, that's not my answer. Why? Because you boldly prayed, then boldly stand. If you boldly go before the throne of God, then boldly receive your answer. Bold answer boldly means I'm standing here till I get it. I'm looking for it till I see it. It's coming. Amen? I refuse not to have it. And, and that's the kind of praying that God's looking for. That's, that's, the kind, that's faith. That's praying in faith. And, 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 and when you're praying in faith, you have fidelity. In other words, you're not looking any other direction. I'm not looking for another answer. I don't need another God. Right? Because, you know, when you start charging up those credit cards to get your finances in order, what you got is another God because you're going to have to serve it. Right? You're getting ready to serve that God. I served it for years. Oh, my goodness, did we serve it. Man, I had an answer for all these things. See, glasses are just in the way. You know, my answer was, okay, here's, I got it, hon. We'll take this credit card and we'll make payments on this credit card. <laughs> and what we ended up with was the same thing you end up with when you are dumb. A snarl. We had a big snarl of finances and no way to pay it. You know, it, it works for a couple of years. But it's a bad idea. Amen? It takes the pressure off for a minute. Whereas had I got in the word and prayed and, and sought my provider and, and repented for stupidity. Amen? Which finally I did. And then he helped us out of it. You know, we, we repented and, and God helped us out of it. And, and I'm thankful. But it would have been easier to do it earlier. And you know what? Those answers have been in there for thousands of years. Actually forever, because the word of God's infinite. It goes as far back as it did forward. So it's been in there forever. And so I got, I got no excuse except for laziness, right? Ignorance and quitting. 
I, I did pray several times, Lord, we're really going to need your help on this. And then I went and looked for how I could make it work. <laughs> well, that's not seeking God. That's seeking, but it's not seeking God. Amen? Now, God may tell you to do something, and then you can do it. Um, we sought God when Kim was going through cancer a couple of years ago, three years, whatever it's been now. And we sought God, and we said, God, tell us what to do. Give us an answer. And, and uh, he gave us answers in our own hearts, and then he gave us confirmation through those over us, and we did exactly what he said. And it came out beautiful. It, it wasn't the most fun trip I've ever took. But, you know, the thing is, I, I was confident through the whole thing that we were coming out on the other end victorious, and so was Kim. Why? Because I had his word. I had what he told me to do, so I was being led by him. He know he knew where our faith was at that time. Amen? Everybody says, well, if you'd have had enough faith, blah, blah, blah. My wife's right there. <laughs> you know, if, if, that, if that's your answer, if you had enough faith, then you need to go read the love chapter first. Right? So that that's not a good answer. And, and that because what you want is the answer that somebody can actually receive from, and that's the answer God will give you. And so many times that's why people don't get an answer because they they have over well, what's it say? Don't don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. They they've thought more highly of themselves than they should. And and I could have said, man, we're we're sitting right in the front row for 18 years, and man, we ought to have it all down pat. And we don't, we don't need any of this hospital doctor, blah blah. We don't need that because we're big. You know, I don't know. I don't want to know where I'd have been then because that would have been spiritual pride, and it would have been wrong, and it would not have been God answering our prayer. God answered our prayer, and when He did, we had a witness in our spirits what was right. And, and that's what we have to go with. We want to be led by the Spirit. When we pray, then we want the answer. We don't want our answer. If you have a preconceived notion and, and, and it comes up with that notion, you better check again and make sure that's God's notion and not just yours. Amen? Glory to God. He's helping us. He's helping us right now. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Look at 1 John 3. The enemy of boldness and confidence, boldness and confidence in much of the Bible mean the exact same thing. And the enemy of boldness and confidence is condemnation. And that's what the devil wants to get, his, get God's people into. He wants to get them into condemnation. They didn't do enough. When, when people call or come to you or call me and they say, I just don't know what else to do, what are they saying? They're saying, I haven't done enough to receive from God. You, 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 you will never do enough to receive from God. Jesus did it all so you can receive from God. And, 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 and that's the problem when we get into that. I, I must need another scripture. I must not be seeing this right. Stop that. You want to seek, seek. But, but don't question. See, it doesn't say question God and you will find. It says seek and you will find. The, the question, when you're questioning your faith, that is that, there, there's another word for that. It's called doubt. Right? <laughs> questioning your faith is called doubt. Questioning God is called doubt. You know, when you say, I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and why didn't it work, God? Well, who, you're, you're questioning God. 
right? That's, that's just another word for doubt. And, and we don't want to get into that, amen? We're not, we're not looking for that answer. We're looking for the answer, amen? Condemnation, when, when you say, well, I'm just not good enough. I, haven't, I probably need to, I missed church twice this year, right? And I never go to Wednesday night prayer. I, I'll never be good enough. You, you never will, you're right. But now you will through the blood of Jesus Christ. He made you good enough. Right? If we're looking for us to be good enough in our own, you're exactly right. We'll never be good enough. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because he, he died on a cross, because God raised him from the dead, and because he's our bridge to the Father, then we are worthy. And condemnation has no place in our life. Even if you mess up, he says, ask forgiveness, repent, and get back on the path. Don't, don't grovel for three days, right? Christian, Christians need to get out of this depression. Oh, I can't believe I messed up. And, and, the, and I think they're doing penance. Is that what it's called, penance? And, and, they're, and they're going through penance, and they're trying to make up for their bad deed so they can get back to the Father. And when all you had to do was say, Father, I messed up. Forgive me. He says, yeah, you did. Come on. It's that simple, right? When, 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 when you go to the Father and you ask for something that he's already said you can have, right? then it's not, it's not a fight for it. The fight is between you and the enemy. The enemy's messing with your mind, and he's saying, oh, he didn't forgive you. There's no way somebody can forgive like that. You say, I know, but God can. You don't understand it because you're the devil. You'll never understand it because you're never going to be forgiven. But I understand it because I'm forgiven. Amen? And, and get away from condemnation because it will steal your confidence in who you are. And it says, Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. This is uh, 1 John 3.21. We have confidence towards God. What, what do we have? We have confidence that He loves us. We have confidence in His Word towards us. We have confidence that He redeemed us. We have confidence that He gave us access through confidence boldly into the very throne room of God. We have confidence in all these things. And as our confidence in these things grows, as we realize that we're not condemned, we're not condemned, we're saved. Amen? You're saved. You're not condemned. You have life. Amen? And when, you, when that confidence comes up, that's when you ask. It says, what so, when we have that confidence towards God and whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Why? Because we have confidence towards God. Right? That's why, we don't, that's why you don't want to go on continuing to sin because it hurts your confidence. It's going to be hard for you to do something wrong and walk up and say, God, can I have this? Right? Well, because your confidence can be lacking because you know what you did. But the minute you say, God, I messed up, please forgive me. Please forgive me. And, and you're truly repentant. He knows your heart. Don't try to fool him. If you're not repentant, don't try to fool him. But if you are, forget, he, you're forgiven, and then you access. You access. And, and, and these are the things... This, this condemnation, this, this living weeks at a time without access to the Father, that hurts you and it bothers Him. He wants access to you. He blotted out your transgressions so that He could, have, so that he could bless us. 
He wanted to bless us so much that he blotted out all our transgressions and refused to remember them because he wanted to bless us so much. Glory to God. And it says, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. What's his commandments? His commandments is to love one another. If you go back up in the chapter, he's going to talk about loving people, loving each other. He's going to talk about love. And we do those things which are pleasing in his sight. What's that? Loving each other. That's what he's It's going to come back to love. Condemnation takes away boldness. We won't ask in faith if we don't have that boldness. We won't come before him in faith. Look at the verse that we've looked at every week and we'll probably keep looking at, John 5. I'll read Hebrews 7 while, while you're going to John 5, 13. Hebrews 7, verse 24 says, this is our priest. This, this is what gives us confidence. These are the things we need to look at. We have a high priest. You know what the high priest did every year? The high priest stood in the gap for the sins of the people. We have a high priest that lives forever, right? Forever interceding on our behalf. He is forever there in place, our advocate with the Father, our mediator between Jesus and God. Or, yeah, between, yeah, between man and God, Jesus. Amen? Our mediator. And glory to God. He, he, this because this man Jesus, but this man Jesus, because he continues forever, he has an unchangeable priesthood. In other words, he's standing in that place forever. There will never be a time where you can't go to the priest, your high priest, one high priest, Jesus, not a priest, the priest. Amen. And, and he's unchangeable. That gives you boldness. That gives you boldness. And, and why does it give you boldness? Look at the very next verse. Because he remains forever, wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost. There is nothing that you can do that he can't pull you out of. He saves us to the uttermost. Glory to God. Those who come to God by who? By Jesus, by the Word of God, by the Redeemer, right? By the Son of God seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them. 1 John 5. Thank you, Lord. You know, what, what's happening here is, is, is as your confidence grows, it's because you're becoming more spiritually aware of the things of God. And you're, as Brother Moore's been talking about, more inside-minded and less outside-minded. When we pray, we need to be completely inside-minded. Amen? We need to pray from our heart out because that's where the Word is. That's where the faith is. That's where the confidence is. That's where the boldness is. That's where you pray from. Amen? And as we pray in that confidence, we begin to receive those things that God has for us. Amen? 1 John 5, starting verse 13, says, These things I've written to you, written unto you that believe. I've written these things unto you that believe, have placed their trust, and have a constancy of profession in. That, that's what believe means. Those those that believe are those that have one belief. They have one vision. They have God's vision. Amen? And, and, I, and he said, he's written these things to those who believe on the name of the Son of God, on the name of Jesus, on the name of your Redeemer, on the name of your Deliverer, on the name of the Word of God, on the name. What, what do you need right now? It's, it's in there. Salvation was a full package, and everything you would ever need is in there. And what you believe on is what you're receiving from. Amen? And as we believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Why are you believing? So that you'll know. 
You're believing so you'll have a rock. You're believing so you have a place to stand. What? I have eternal life. I believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, through his word and through his blood, through his death on the cross, burial, and resurrection. I am saved and I have eternal life. Amen. And I know that. And because I know that, because I know that, that he may believe, commit to trust in the, in the name. If you look at that verse, it says this twice. He's doing all this so that you can believe on the name of the Son of God, know that you have eternal life, and again, believe on the name of the Son of God. I think he wants us to believe on the name of the Son of God. I think he's trying to get something through our head. Our belief in the name of the Son of God is what brings the confidence to go before God. Amen? And that's the very next verse. And he says, and this is the confidence, the same word for boldness. This, this is the same that we have in him. Jesus, the Son of God, the Word of God. What This is the boldness that we have in the Word of God. This is the boldness that we have in the Son of God. This is the boldness that we have in our Redeemer. Amen? We have this boldness that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. What's this boldness give us? It grants us access and hearing now. We know that He hears, so we by access know He hears. We have faith in His hearing. And because we know that he hears us, right? Because we know that he hears us, we know that whatsoever we have, we ask, we know we have the petitions desired of him. Again, confidence is not just confidence in, in, in who he is. It's confidence in who you are to him. And, and who you, if you are nobody, he don't hear you. But if you're somebody, I'll guarantee you when Ramsey was a little kid, she could be in a room of 40 other little kids and cry. And I could tell you that was my daughter crying and I was in there finding her. Right? She could talk. And I'd say, hey, Ramsey's looking for us. Even if there was a thousand other little kids talking, I'd hear her voice. Why? Because I knew her and she knew me. And when she called, she wasn't calling for another dad. She was calling for her dad. And that's the way we need to be with God. We need to know that's our father. And when we call, we know that he hears our voice. He's, he's, he hears our, why does he hear our voice? Because our voice is normal to him. We're his child. It's not like he's hearing something new and for the first time he's hearing his child call. And as he hears his child call, he answers. And we have the petitions that we ask him. Why? Because we're his children. He's our father. And, and our boldness as children to call on him knowing in, in his goodness, in his fatherness, if you will, fatherness. We're counting on his fatherness. And in his fatherness, he says, hey, that's Dave. Dave just called on me. wonder what he needs. I hear him. Go ahead and ask. And I ask, why? Because I know he hears me. And because I know he hears me, I receive. Why? Because this is the next thing you do when you ask. You wait till you get it. Amen. I'm going to read this story. Another one of Brother Hagin's stories. And then we're going to pray. Guess what we're going to pray? Ephesians. Amen. Why? Because we are becoming, we are becoming some of, not, all, not the only, but some of the most spiritually aware and spirit-led people on the planet in this generation. When Brother Moore said that, it was the Spirit of God. How many think that, that, that's, that you can't, just say that. You say that by the Spirit of God. When he said it, it went off. Right? I haven't forgot it since he said it. 
Why? Because he's doing it. Amen? He's doing it. Listen to this, listen to this story here. Several years ago, I'm talking about boldness in prayer, okay? Several years ago, now I'm going to need, I know what you're saying. He's still that good looking. Yes, even with glasses. Whew. And besides that, he can actually see to read. Several years ago, when I first went out on the field, I was preaching in West Texas. The meeting ran for six weeks right up till Christmas time. The pastor had said to me, Brother Hagen, how are you dated? In other words, what, what meetings do you have? I told him I was supposed to get another meeting right before Christmas. If, if a meeting is planned around Christmas, one should start somewhere around the 1st of December. If you can get a meeting rolling, then you can go right on. You can hold your momentum. When he talked to me, I had been there three weeks, and he said they would like for me to go another week. I told him that if I went one week more, I would have to go, go on a total of three weeks. I was supposed to start the next week at the other church, so I had to make a decision. I was either going to have to go on and get this other meeting, get, get this other meeting started or continue, or continue on here. I always run meetings every year right up to the Sunday before Christmas, sometimes the day right up to the Sunday before Christmas, sometimes the day before Christmas. The crowds always hold up. The preacher told me that he already talked to the board about staying another week. He said that they had a big payment that they made in December every year on their property. They did it then because most of the people in the church were farmers and they always had more in the fall of the year. Every Sunday night in December, they took up an offering for it. And he said that if they stay, if I stay, they would have to take up an offering for the mortgage first and then they would take up my offering. He said he, said he knew I would be needing extra money but he couldn't give me any more than I, than I had been getting. And, and it was doubtful it would run as good as it had been running. He finally said that if I did stay, he would guarantee me as much as I had been getting. So I told him I would stay on those conditions. I told him to go ahead and take up the special offering first. Then he could take mine up separately. I told him that I would do the believing and he could, he could do the acting and, I, and would get it. Then I wrote my wife and I told her, isn't that an interesting time? No cell phones, no, no telephones for the most part, right? And when he goes out, there's no telling how long he was out for. And this is, how you, this is how he wrote to his wife. And he told her that he was going to stay longer, told her that the next Sunday afternoon, I wanted her to open her Bible to Matthew 18, 19. Put Matthew 18, 19 up on the board. Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say unto you that if, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. So this is their verse they're standing on. He said, he said you, turn your, you open your Bible to Matthew 18, 19, and I would do the same thing where I was. I told her to lay her Bible, to lay her, her hand on her Bible and say, Lord, my husband and I claim so much money, and I would do the same where I was. We claimed half again as much as I had been getting. In other words, what he'd been getting plus another half of that. We needed extra money for Christmas and the idle time following Christmas. The night, the night he received the offering, I got $3 more than half again as much as I had been getting. The next week, I wrote my wife and I asked her to pray again. And the next Sunday afternoon, as she had before, he claimed it. 
We claimed it the next week and got a dollar forty-nine above what we asked for. Glory to God. Amen. The last Sunday night before Christmas, they had a little Christmas program after which I preached 15 minutes. They took up an offering for me, and later in the parsonage, the pastor asked me how much I had gotten this week. I told him I didn't know. He said the ushers probably forgot to count it. We found the offering plates, and it hadn't been counted, so we took it over to the parsonage and started counting it. He had half of it, and I had the other half. We totaled it up. We totaled it up, and he said that I didn't get as much that week. It was about $20 short. We had already claimed the whole amount. I told him that it had to be there. I told him that we agreed for a certain amount and that if it didn't work, then I would have to go to every church where I had preached and tell them Jesus is a liar. (laughs) And the Bible wasn't so. I'm just that honest. This is unwillingness to not receive from the word you're standing on. Now, how many people do these things? Glory, I mean, he literally said, he could have walked out there and said, I guess I'm just $20 $20 short. And if he did, he just hurt his prayer life. He just hurt his prayer life. Why? Because he accepted less than what he asked for. And God told him he could have what he asked for and had been giving him abundance in each situation. He said, I'm just that honest. I don't mean that it's going to fall on you like ripe cherries off a tree, but you're going to have to stand your ground sometimes. You have to stand your ground against the devil. He said that we must have missed it. He said that we must have missed it. If the bank is out uh, out of balance, they're going to find out where that money is, even if they're just one penny off. They'll spend hours, hours and money trying to find out where that penny is. Then I happened to remember that the preacher's wife had bought a Bible from me before church. She had paid me for it. She said that there was seven fifty for the Bible which was wholesale price, and also a, per, a personal offering for me. She didn't, want it, she didn't want to put it through the church treasury. It was a personal offering. She said that I shouldn't even tell her husband who, who gave it to me. It was a $25 offering. So I told the preacher that I had a $25 offering someone had handed me and, and didn't tell him who, I, who had done it. After counting that, I was $5 above what we had claimed. I knew it had to be there. I told him that it had to be there. Now, glory to God, guys. That is praying. That is praying with expectation. That is asking and, and waiting till you receive and refusing not to receive everything that you ask for. Amen? That is a perfect picture of boldness. Boldness in the Word of God. Boldness in who He was to God. The stories we read last week, those were boldness, bold to go and, and plead the case of one of his church members, bold to do these things. And, and, and because of this boldness, God, God's word never fails. Amen? And if we boldly stand on what we're praying for, on what we're asking for, on what we're seeking, on what we're knocking for, if, if we'll boldly stand on who he's made us in Christ, if we'll, if we'll walk across the Jesus bridge to the very throne of God and receive from the Father, then, then we'll have the things we pray. But we got to refuse to stop at this side and say we're not good enough or go to this side and say, I guess it didn't work or, or stand back and pray words rather than prayers. As we've been praying these prayers, these Ephesian prayers, that God's been answering our prayer every Sunday. Every Sunday as Brother Moore preaches, we're getting more spiritually aware. 
Amen? We're getting more revelation and wisdom. Why? Because that's what we're asking for. And if you ask for it, that's what you get. Amen? Amen. Stand up with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to get you some exercise. Let, let's do it a different way. Let's kneel down. If you've got a place where you can kneel, if, it, if you don't have a comfortable place to kneel, just sit in your chair and bow your head. Amen? Because we'll pray, we'll pray the, the, the one first, and then we'll pray the other one. But we want to pray and believe that we're getting answers to these questions. We want to pray the Ephesians prayer for, for this body of Christ, for us individually, and for the body of Christ as, as a larger whole. Amen? These prayers work, and if you continue to pray them and believe that they're working, they continue to work just like we ask. Amen? Amen. Pray this with me. Father God, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for who you have made me to be through Christ Jesus, that I have access with confidence and boldness to the very throne of God, to the very things of God. I can receive answers to questions, healing for my body, provision, deliverance. I have received redemption. And in Christ, my joy can be full. In Christ, I can have all the fullness of you in my life. And I can, and I can come boldly before the throne and receive from you. And Lord, we pray again tonight for this body, for both churches and the ministry and the body of Christ in the earth. Father, we bow our knees unto you, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of, whole, of whom the whole family is named. And we ask that you would grant us, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with might by your Spirit in our inner man, that Christ would dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, would be able to comprehend with every saint, with all the saints, what is the width of your love? What is the length of this love? What is the depth of this love? And what is the height of this love? And to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled with all your fullness. Now unto you who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to that power that it's at work in us. Unto you be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. And Father, we ask you that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. 
that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of your glory, of your inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power to usward who believe according to the working of your mighty power which was wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places. And Father, we access the very throne of God and we thank you for answers to prayers, for healing in bodies, for deliverance. Lord, we thank you for every good work that is happening, that will happen as we pray, as we receive, as we look for you, we expect to find you. As we ask, we purpose to receive. And as we knock, we know the door will open. And we receive from the very throne of God Answers to questions, revelation for the, for the future, anointing. Lord, we receive every good thing in Christ Jesus that we've been made partakers of. And we stand by faith. Lord, we ask for your continued help in this nation that your word would go forth and have free reign at every corner in this nation that we as your people would say only those things which you would have us to say. Do only those things which you would have us to do. Help us to operate in the manner of love that you've bestowed upon us in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that we might affect a change in the things going on today and in the future. And we thank you that you've asked us to pray and because you have, we can have confidence through Christ that answers are coming, that changes are happening. Lord, we ask, give us utterance in the Holy Spirit. Help us to pray mysteries concerning the church, concerning one another, concerning the things going on in this earth today. Give us utterance to pray out mysteries in Jesus' name. Korondroshandere misete. Isha no 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 coste.